Here's the question I get asked almost every day by clients, people in my life, and frankly, I ask myself, can I change? Can you change? Can we change? Can my husband change? Can my wife change? Can my kids change? How do we change? And the answer is you don't change. Listen to my previous podcast. I talked about, it's not about changing. It's about remembering, remembering who you are, remembering what you really are, your true you, your your spirit, your nuos, yourself, your whatever you want to call it. It's that you that was, is, and will be. That doesn't change. We just start doing things to go away from who we are. We start acting in ways that takes us down paths that we were never meant to walk. And so it's about returning, not changing, not becoming somebody else, but returning to the true you. Now, in this podcast, in this conversation, I want to talk to you about practical ways to do this. Yes, I believe deeply in theory. You got to understand it to know where you're going, but then you got to do the work. That's why I'm as much a coach as I am a counselor or a therapist, because we need tools. And that's what this is behind me. If you're not watching, you're listening, I'll just describe it to you. You've probably seen it before. It's the Enneagram. The Enneagram is my go-to roadmap for how to return to true you, to true me. When I'm living my life, it's been analogized by Viktor Frankl and others that I am an airplane and I'm off course 95% of the time. And a good pilot, Frankl was a pilot, talks about, um, I think it's called crabbing, going back and forth to the center. You correct to the left, you go a little too far, you go to the right a little too far, but you're constantly making adjustments. That's what the Enneagram is. This is not who you are. This is You're not imprisoned as a nine or as a one or as a two. It's your soul contract, as my sister and I say in our newest program, Nine Lives. There are nine fundamental contracts. You signed up for one, but they're all in you, rank order. And you, your job is to get back to your soul contract, to get back to your true you, and ultimately to be the best version of that that you can be. So it's not about changing, it's about returning. And once you're in it, it's about going from the low side of this type because each one of these has shadows and weaknesses and what I call the ick factor, ick, that, I don't like that piece of me as a two or as a seven or as a five, that's the lower side. Our work is to go from the low side of that number, of that energy, of that aspect of who we are, and transcend to the high side. So that's what we do. It's not about becoming. It's about transcending and getting back to, again, the true you. So let's talk about how each of these can transcend from the low side of the energy to the high side and get back to your soul contract, to why you're here, and what you're meant to do in this lifetime. Enneagram one. Enneagram ones, the reformer, the perfectionist, they are here to create a world of integrity, the deepest level, integral, whole, where people are, who they are on the inside matches their outside. They're responsible, they, um, they're good. These are good people. The problem is, is when Enneagram ones, they can't see the forest for the trees. They're, they're lost in the details. They become perfectionists. They become critical. They forget their mission. And in that lower vibration, they lose themselves. They lose their, um, their, their connection with true you. And so the pathway back for the Enneagram one is to remember perfection 
doesn't exist. Perfection gets in the way of relationships. Perfection, as Voltaire, I believe, said, is the enemy of the good. Good enough. I'm good enough. That's good enough. Now move on to the next opportunity. See the good around you. Take stock with gratitude. Enneagram ones begin to ascend back to their mission of true integrity. And that's the work that they're here to do. It's not about becoming somebody else. It's about getting back to the high side of Enneagram one. Same is true with Enneagram two. Enneagram two, the helper, the lover, the nurturer, the giver, they are here to make connections, to build connections, to build bridges between everybody and everything. These are relationship people. They navigate the world like a bat uses sonar. They use people and opportunities to connect. Now, they can lose themselves, as you've heard me say many times, by needing, needing to be in that role, needing to be needed, needed to be a part of other people's lives, to be needed by them in their lives, to give, not because they want to give, but because they want to get in return. And so they can get caught up in manipulating, or I think of the puppet master, playing with relationships, trying to manage them or maneuver them. Sometimes they don't even know it. Oftentimes we may not even see it, but you know, it comes from a, from a deep place of intention. And when they're out of intention, when they're out of alignment, they can no longer connect and they actually cause disconnection. So their work is to stay in those relationships, but not need those relationships. To be whole when they enter into the relationship so that it's not two halves making a whole, it's two holes coming together and not co creating codependency, but synergy. And that's how twos get back to the high side of their, their world, of their purpose, of their soul contract, to connect at the deepest level. Enneagram threes are here to achieve. We call it in the Nine Lives program. That's the soul contract program I've done with my sister. Um, the integrity seeker, the intimacy seeker, and Enneagram three is the manifestation seeker. They're here to manifest ideas and dreams and possibility into reality. These people know how to get things done. They know how to rally the team. They're the quarterback calling the plays. They're Tom Brady sort of in the clutch, right? Throwing the touchdown um, under all the pressure. They're here to win. Now they lose themselves when they forget that the means doesn't justify the ends. They can start using the people around them to get the trophies. They can start fudging with the rules, with the laws, with the system, and violating the agreements on their way to the top. And so there, that's a very low vibrating energy, just like two and one, but they can transcend that or ascend up out of it by getting back to, it's always about the end and the means can't justify the end. It must be in alignment with the end. When threes live in alignment, like that one, when they borrow that one energy of, um, of living with integrity, right? being honest, telling the truth, they attract more people to them, people begin to trust them more, and whatever they achieve, it comes from a good place for the benefit of everybody, not just themselves. Enneagram four, the individualist, they're in low vibration, low energy, um, not the highest version of themselves when they get caught up in the darkness. These are the dark artists. Um, fives are more of the heady artists. Fours are more of the dark artists. Four and five in the shadows of the Enneagram. And shadows can be a powerful change agent and medium for creating art. 
fours will get lost in it. They'll get lost in the melancholy. They'll, they'll get lost, they'll become self-absorbed. There's a lot of me, 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 I, I, I down in the bottom there. And so the way out for four is to get beyond themselves, or as Viktor Frankl says, to transcend themselves, to give more, to get out into the world more, to contribute more, to ease up a lot like that one. There's a line there. A lot of judgment, a lot of criticism, a lot of idealism. When fours get out of that place and get back to a little bit lighter, a little bit more easy go with the flow and certainly more other oriented they get back to that high side of their vibration of their of their true self enneagram five kind of similar they go into ideas they go into thinking they whereas fours retreat behind a wall of emotion which you can't get to fives will do that with thinking they'll literally pull back they'll disappear they'll wall up behind their castle they're called the castle sometimes uh, pulling up the drawbridge and putting crocodiles in the moat. And so when they start pulling away, it never goes well for a five. Yes, they got to recharge their batteries, but like fours, they have to self-transcend. They have to go out and give, and they have to go out and do, and they have to go out and participate, and they have to stop living their lives with clenched hands, become almost miserly, and to open and to give and to know there'll be plenty more. And then they're on the high side of their vibration. Enneagram six, the loyalist, um, the, the loyal skeptic, the, um, you know, you get the point. They are um, prone to insecurity, to doubt, to fear, to anxiety. They're the center of the head triad. And so you can see when they are in low vibration, they are just stuck in the analysis paralysis. They're in fear. They, they really suffered for a while during COVID. Maybe everybody did. Not every type suffered the same. Six... Um, in some ways really suffered because it brought up all their anxieties and their fears. They're the ones who hoarded the toilet paper, by the way. Um, when they get out of that hoarding place like fives, but also out of that anxiety, out of that um, feeling of not belonging, that's a big one. When they feel insecure about their partner or about the people around them, they feel like they're being betrayed, low vibration, low energy. When they want to get back up and transcend that, they get back into their faith into their courage, into their knowing. That's why we call them the faith seeker in nine lives. Four is, I just blanked on it, the, <coughs> excuse me, the authentic, authenticity seeker. Five is the enlightenment seeker. Again, six is the faith seeker. And their work is to feel the fear and do it anyways, to step into the unknown, to know that it's always worked out before. How do we know that? Because they're still here perfectly, no. That's not possible, but they've always gotten what they've needed and they'll get it again, one step in front of the other when you're going through hell, keep going. And that faith and that courage and that devotion, that commitment, they're called the loyalists because when they are in high vibration, when they are hitting on all cylinders, they attach themselves to you or to a cause and you feel supported and they feel supported and everybody feels secure. Enneagram seven. When they are in low vibration, when they're in fear, they go wide. So four and five go deep, sevens go wide, 360, all directions, all at once. They'll do 100 things at 1% and they won't be responsible. They won't follow through. They'll abandon their um, obligations or the people whom they're supposed to take care of in constant search of fun. It's like you're hungry and you... you keep eating candy, right? And it's rotten your teeth and it's not good for you. It might taste good in the moment, but it isn't a sustainable source of energy. Seven's got to get back to sustainable energy, 
right? That they can, what they do, they do well, they see through. Having faith, five, six, and seven are all dealing with faith. Having faith that they'll get to what they're supposed to get to, that they'll get to tomorrow's big adventure when the time is right, that they will experience not all of what life has to offer, but whatever they experience, they will experience it fully, being fully present, being all all in, all engaged, showing up and taking care of business. Enneagram 7, the high side, that's how they transcend that, um, that low side. Okay, Enneagram 8 and 9. Enneagram 8 is the challenger. Enneagram 7 is the um, spirited seeker in our system. Enneagram 8 is the truth seeker. Enneagram 9 is the unity seeker. Enneagram 8, anger, intensity. When they are um, low vibration, they get hotter. They burn hotter than any other type. It's almost, it's exact opposite as nine. Nine goes away from the anger, but eights just get intense and angry and you can feel it and they got to discharge the anger. If they don't do something with that anger, they wreak havoc. It's scorched earth policy. Trust me, I'm an eight. And um, they, they, they work harder, not smarter. So they're doing more. When I'm tired or when I'm stressed, I do more and I usually do more damage. So their work is to pull back, is to get back into their body, is to take a deep breath and get clear about why they're angry and, and, and deal with that and feel that and be vulnerable around that. And then to transcend that by vulnerability. That is our pathway as an eight back out into the world to be open, to be honest, and to um, work smarter, not harder, to fight a heck of a lot less more. In Enneagram 9, they do the exact opposite. When they're stressed, when they're in fear, when they're in doubt, they slow down. They get real slow, lethargic. Whereas eights burn hot, nines cool off. That's just their way of coping. It doesn't mean they're lazy. It means that they're scared. It means that they don't want conflict. And so they just disappear to the background. They'll disappear in plain sight. Literally, you're talking to them and you could tell when you're in, um, when you're in conflict territory for a nine and they're not ready for it, you can just feel their energy drop, plummet, they get tired. And so their work is to get access back to that eight intensity and energy to use that and not react, but use it as a way to get fired up and then start making a plan. Get out of analysis paralysis. They can look a lot like six. Make a clear plan of action. Do it. Take action and more action and more action. And then they've transcended their nature and they're on the high side. So these are just nine fundamental ways where you don't change. No, you don't change. You're born with this energy. You die with this energy. You have all these energies. You don't have to change your fundamental operating system. You can start borrowing from around the Enneagram, but most of all, you can go from the low side, which is the false you, a variation, a version of you, but you can get to the high side, that true you, back to your soul contract, why you're here, how you can move through the world and be the true you. You don't need to go changing to try and please me. I'm not going to break out in Billy Joel. Um, you don't can't change. You shouldn't change. You should just return to that and let go of that. And that's the true you. I will see you in the next set of videos. I think that wraps up this uh, two-part series. Make sure you listen to the first video and always, as always, jump over to defiantspirit.org where you can learn about me and much more. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Defiant Spirit Podcast with me, your host, Dr. Baruch Halevi. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving a five-star review and share this podcast with others. 
To learn more about the Defiant Spirit, get more inspirational content, or see how we might work together to live your Defiant Spirit, visit defiantspirit.org. Until then, take back your power and live your Defiant Spirit.